The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host, Zim. Zim, say what's up. Hello, world. <laughs> man, 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 man. That was a that was a tough one, bro. That was a extremely tough one. Um, I guess we gotta get into this one. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know by now the Bengals just dropped their second game in a row to the 49ers in heartbreaking fashion. Um, they lose this one. What was the score to this game, M? I mean Zim. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the score is. The I score mean. for this game was 26 to 23. The score um, is heartbreak. The hey. score is definitely heartbreak for sure. I mean, this is the thing that we you've been saying it the whole season. It's like the Bengals lack consistency. And you know when it really hit me, it really hit me is in the Chargers game. I said, man, they are mistake prone. Like I never knew that it would come in this form. And even after those mistakes, their talent, this is the part that I hate so much about when we lose these games is that the talent, there are so many teams that will get the doors blown off of them in that same scenario. But right. people have to understand the Bengals team is so talented that they're able to even come back in that Chargers game to 23-22, and they're even able to come back after spotting them 10 points. You was down 20 – what was it, 20-7, to seven, right? Yep, 20-6. I mean, and you gave them 10 points. They didn't do anything. They had one limited – they had one legitimate drive. And they do – in the, every game that we lost, it's the same thing. This game is at a total – I know the Stanley Morgan joint got re-recovered. At a total of six uh, fumbles. I do want to talk about, like, there are some things that did work against us in that game. I thought with 36 seconds left in the fourth quarter, that the the Jawan Jennings uh, catch fumble. That was a fumble, bro. bro. Like, I'm not even like, bro. There's so much to go talk, over in this game, bro. It's so talk, much. Let's start there. Like, where, 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 let's hold on, hold on. start there. Do you want to go? There. Do you want to go chronologically in this game, or do you just want to go straight to like? The meat and potatoes on what you think is out, like, cause we could go either way, right? Nah, I'm with you, bro. Like, and usually we don't talk about refs in this game, but we are gonna bro. talk about refs in this one. I'm sorry, like, like, let's go in chronological order because these refs was getting crazy and out of pocket early in this game, especially before the 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 um 
before halftime for sure. We we ultimately, I'm gonna say whatever I say. I know that I'm glad that we're going doing this right now. I do want to preface this by saying this is our early reaction immediately after immediately the game. Immediately after the game. When, if, whenever you're listening to this or whatever, we have not rewatched the game. I'm just going off of muscle memory and what we just saw. What I'm gonna do right now, so that we do have some kind of reference, is I'm gonna go to NFL.com. I'm gonna look at the drives just to make sure I have some reference for. I'm gonna tell you the drives. We we start off with spotting them ten points. Zach comes out there and tries to run the football, run the football, get it. I get it. I was screaming on Twitter the whole entire time. I'm doing my live and I'm on Twitter. Right. He has got to get out of this habit of saying. I want to run the football, and I have to run it on first down. Like, right. there's only two different times I think a, a successful run play was even executed in this game. He has to learn to go RPO on first down to give Joe an option because as we get further in the chronological order of this game, early drives, you're just giving three runs, punting the ball right back to the opposition, making it super easy for a team that doesn't have any cornerbacks. They didn't right. have any corners. Bro, and you tried to run, bro. Like, what are you tried doing? To run, and you tried to run against a team that had no quarter cornerbacks. You tried to run the ball. Uh, first super chat, Rowdy Everlap uh, for $5. Appreciate that, bro. He says, Zach waits until we are 14 down to let Burrow off the leash. Higgins and Chase had major mismatches. Let me let's go in chronological order because I do have the order Boy, now. Boy was First, in that game and they go back to him. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm so sorry. First drive I, I gotta make game. sure that we know this is a podcast. I'm sorry. No, nah, <laughs> this is not because I'm like making too much noise and I gotta chill out because I think people listening to this on the podcast are gonna be upset. Like, what the hell is wrong with? Them? I'm very <laughs> upset from the game. This is the Orange is the New Black podcast. Appreciate you guys for checking with us right after that that loss. Nah, no problem. So first drive, uh, the Bengals choose to defer to the 49ers. Uh, they come out, the 49ers take a total drive that ends up in negative yardage, right? Eleven, negative 11 yards, two minutes and seven seconds. They punt the ball. Uh, the Bengals get the ball. They run to Joe Mixon. There's an incomplete pass to CJ Uzama. They actually started off throwing, right? Um, and then they have an incomplete pass to Jamar Chase, and then they end up punting. The 49ers after that. That's the Jamar Chase drop. So they go crazy on Twitter. You know who they come after every single time Jamar Chase drops a football, which is super weird. Don't you feel like that's really strange that a guy is like second in the AFC in yards, but everybody's constantly telling us about like he'll have a drop or something again. Did they say anything when CJ dropped that ball? They don't say anything about anybody. About it's, It's like he's so he's such an impact player. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think people that are very quick to say Jamar Chase dropped the football is people that really genuinely probably want him to to do well. But mm-hmm. I think they're upset that maybe Panay wasn't the pick, and they'll never get over that. And remember, I told you this. I said there's a large group of people that'll never get over the fact that we didn't pick Panay right there. Right, I'm with you. So then they give the ball back to the 49ers, another punt. Uh, then. That is where we have, I believe, the first turnover of the game. It has to be the first turnover of the game because Darius Phillips muffs the punt as recovered literally in our area, right? They start at the Cincinnati 23-yard line. So Darius Phillips muffs the punt. They don't even get a touchdown in that situation. The defense stands tall. We hold them to a field goal, right? So then after that, we get the ball back, right? And this is when some of the runs start to happen. You had a reverse by Tyler Boyd. You have the Joe Mixon run. You get a 14-yard pass to Drew Sample, which I was a big fan of that play. I actually like that play. Um, And then you continue to run with Joe Mixon. And then you get this big play of this 20-yard pass to T. Higgins, right, for 20 yards. Right. Then you try to pass again. You don't get it. Um, You get another run. You get an incomplete. You get a penalty from T. Higgins for a false start, and then you get another pass, uh, but then you get the fourth and one, and right. Zach decides to settle for the field goal. Like, a lot of people were looking, and I kept saying this in my stream, why don't we do quarterback sneaks with Joe Burrow? Like, I understand that they're like, oh, they have to be cautious and this and that, 
But it's like every other team in the NFL does it. The 49ers did it in this game. It was like, oh, fourth and one? Oh, we're just going to have Jimmy G. Like, right. But they won't do that. And I've seen them in this situation on so many times where they choose to take field goals or they choose to punt the ball in situations where it's like, bro, it's fourth and one. Like, just do a QB sneak. Like, I understand you don't want to get Joe hurt, but at this point, if you're taking the brace off and you're doing all of that, but at the time, I was cool with it. At the time, I was cool with it because I was like, all right, fourth and one, you don't want to take that chance. Okay, take your field goal, right? And so then on the very next drive, that is the one that ends up with the Debo Samuel right in 27-yard uh, touchdown. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let, 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 let's go back to that drive real quick because this is going to be a whole bunch of people that say, let's get – that's fire Zach, right? But right. I'm, I'm going to stop you real quick. This is the problem with that drive, that particular drive. That drive was going really, really well. Is that the one where then they go three straight runs and, and then you're saying they need to do a quarterback sneak? That's the first big mistake that Zach made in the game is he went three straight runs. I know it was a penalty, but I think he goes three straight runs. Mm-mm, it wasn't It wasn't three straight All right, runs. That's late, so all right, that's later on. I'm going to tell right. you, there's a point in the game, I think it's when, all right, when we come out of halftime, he goes three three straight runs and then doesn't go for it on four for one. And I'm going to tell you all why that's a big mistake. I'm sorry. No, nah, you're good. So after that one, you get the Debo Samuel one, and Jesse Bates takes a bad angle. Um, It ends up running into a blocker, Debo Samuel gets the touchdown, right? So at that point, it's 10-3. to Bengals get the ball again, right? This is the second quarter now, right? So you get a 16-yard pass to Tyler Boyd. Like you said, Tyler was eating. Then you get a run from Mixon for two yards. You get a Joe Burrow scramble up the middle uh, for four yards. I think that was a pass, but there was nothing there, so he runs. And then you get a a sack by um, El Shair, so that ends up causing the Bengals to punt, right? So then the 49ers get the ball again. They weren't doing anything like Zim said. They end up punting after four plays, right? And then you get a field goal by the Bengals. So this is a 10 to 6 game. This and is even, the point. And, and on that drive. And on that drive. You know that's 10 6 right there? It's 10 to 6. Remember, this is like right before the half. Because remember, Zach made the decision, I think, to kind of like not go for it on that punt. It ends up like punting it back to them after that. Um, and then we end up getting a field goal. This is their six, uh, this was a six minute drive. Let's see what happens on this key, one. But, but key point, all right. I know I remember this drive. The biggest point of that drive, this is when I started to really go on to Twitter and say they weren't in a good rhythm. They were converting first downs by the hairs on their teeth, or it'd be like a penalty or something. I think it was like a, a legal hands to the face or something, and something right. else on that same drive. They were in a bad rhythm, and as a play caller, he needed to – I wasn't talking about – so somebody was like, they need to go into a hurry-up offense. I was like, even if they don't go into yes. a hurry-up offense, they need to speed the tempo up. The game was working in the 49ers' favor because Jimmy G wasn't really doing anything. They were out of sorts. I could tell that they really – they came in with a with an effort to try to run the football, and a lot of the stuff that they want to do early on wasn't really working. A lot of that Debo stuff wasn't really working. Only one Debo play worked at the right. time. And so, and the only Debo play that worked was the Debo play for the touchdown. Um, and all that stuff that they were playing in their script, the 49ers wasn't working with. The, the, the Bengals had to go and attack at that point to get the game back. And I thought I thought that was the first big mistake. But let's, the, the biggest point in that part is that Darius Phillips muffed two different punts and gave the 49ers 10 points. I think that's right. very important. Like later in the game, when that people is the are- point that we got to. So after Zach took that field goal, right, the 49ers punted, and then that's the situation where Darius Phillips muffs the point right after that. Like right after Zach takes his three, and I think it's like a nine to six game or a 10 to six game, that is when Darius Phillips muffs the punt. Gives it to the 49ers in our territory, right? And the Bengals' defense still holds. And then we get this stupid taunting penalty that literally leads to the 49ers getting a touchdown. And literally what happens is Von Bell runs past like a defender, points at him, keeps it going. Doesn't look like it's going to start a fight at all, which is the whole reason they brought in Thompson, right? Like right. to reduce fights and all of that. Right. Doesn't look like it's going to start a fight at all. But then they decide to throw the Thompson penalty 
And then that leads to a point swing where now you go from 10 to six to 17 to six, right. just basically off of that point. Like, right. like Kittle wasn't even a factor until that point in the game. And they made they made Kittle a factor too. They they gave Kittle to get like the Bengals. The way that they the way that the 49ers can stay in this football game is to give it in a situation where they're never down, right? So they don't have to test the barriers. They don't have to go deep to Brandon Ayuk because when they did, Awuzie makes it like the play of the one of the plays of the game to me. That game right. where then when he comes back to uh that's not a that's not Ayuk. It went deep and he ends it, it up went like, to, it went was to, open but he like takes it up out of his. It's hand. the dude that used to play for the Bills. I can't think of his name right now. His name escapes mm. me. But he like anytime that Jimmy G would that he can't throw to the outside hashes. We saw that earlier in the first half. We saw when he goes deep. We stop all of that. The only way for the 49ers to win this game is for us to make mistakes for them to capitalize on it and to feed George Kittle in a setting in a tight game like that. I still thought that they could have, we we're going to get to that point, but I just thought that they set is setting it up for a 49ers victory. Like those are on the only ways before this game that I said the 49ers could win this game. We said Jimmy G is not built to come back and like back down by a bigger deficit, all these different things that we did on our pregame early in the week. And it's like the Bengals just gave them every single every thing, opportunity. but giving them 10 points, changes every single thing about this game, much like the Chargers game. So when people say that we suck or we aren't good or anything like that, it's it's a mistake by one person or two people, as we saw last week, that give the opposition a chance and get them a chance to go up to get them in their comfort level. When we get them in a position where it's pressure or Jimmy G when it was 2013, as we're going to get to, Bengals win every time. And, and can you imagine that game with Trey Hendrickson? If you didn't watch the whole game, Trey Hendrickson goes out with a back injury. Can you imagine? Right. We sacked him, what, four or five times in that game with no Trey yeah. Hendrickson. Trey yep. Hendrickson only had Got one, one sack. Right. And we still put pressure on him. Bro, it's just, for me, like, this is what I say. Even with the two turnovers of Darius Phillips with the fumbles, the Bengals still were able to hold them to like three, like so. Even in that opportunity, it's still gonna be thirteen to six, which isn't bad because it's a one-score game. But when they made the decision to throw the flag after a third-down stop, that's gonna force fourth down on a stupid taunting penalty like that. When later in the game, I see 49ers players standing over Joe Mixon taunting them, and there's no flag caught at all, was just ridiculous. Because then the game is like we said, seventeen to six. So continuing on with this little recap, uh, they get the ball after the half. They end up punting. So let's look at some of the plays that they call here. First, like three straight runs, six-yard run. Like now this is after you have ran in halftime, because I said this at halftime. Their average was 2.9 yards per carry. The running game wasn't working. I sat there at halftime, and I was like, you had T. Higgins on the 20-yard play. Why aren't you calling this anymore? Why aren't Killing. you calling for Chase? Killing. Why aren't you calling for Tyler Killing. Boyd? They all, all were doing – they only gave was Tyler Boyd, I think, three three out of four targets. They gave Chase one out of two targets. And T, one target in the first half. You ran for 2.9 yards per carry. What do you do when you come out? And this is, this is before, like, so – Anything before that, in my opinion, crazy too. that wasn't Zach's under Zach's control. But when you come out and you run a, a running play with Joe Mixon for six yards, one yard, two yards, and then you're punting, you have to understand the situation. You're down 17 to six. Not only is the 49ers your problem, the actual game clock is your problem. Because when you did that, you took two minutes off of off of the clock. There was nothing there. The right. 49ers are a team that run the ball, right? The next drive, they take five minutes off of the clock and get a field goal. But, right? let, but, but let me stop at that drive right there. This is the biggest problem about that drive is that I tweeted this before and I was in my live saying this. We had to come back out the halftime, speed the tempo up, take shots. All the people that was talking up, like you, you got to think we're doing this post-game. So right. now people are now backpedaling off of Jamar Chase after he has to show y'all again that he's Jamar Chase and he's probably the biggest threat in the National Football League 
but people still talk to me about like a drop here and there. Like, bro, this happens every, every week. week. Yeah. Every week to everybody. Do I like them? No. But do you understand? Oh, you just by, brought up a good by, point. By people talking about hey, like his drops, it's like you don't watch football or you don't watch the best players in football. Tyreek Hill dropped today. Like all these guys are they drop and they do it sometimes, and it's a problem. I understand that. But mm -hmm. you have to recognize you have the biggest weapon in the National Football League. People talk about the play that we're going to talk about too, the deep bomb to Jamar Chase where he yes. goes deep and, then, yes. and they don't call it a catch. People say, uh, Zim, why is, uh, why is Jamar Chase jogging on that? Let me tell you something. Jamar Chase has this uncanny ability to run with this, this nice little stride to put the corner to sleep. Go watch the Pittsburgh game. Go watch the Bears game. All these big plays, he puts you to sleep. Then when the ball's in the air, takes off. He bounces off of you, uses your leverage against you, and he's out of there. Right. And everybody afterwards was like, well, he shouldn't have been jogging. That's how he gets open. Like, yeah. super, super. I mean, like, like that's one of his about special moves. Like, you got to understand it. Right. And, and, and he comes out of the half. Uh, uh, what's we call it? Wants to run the football, and I want to run the football too. But you can't run three straight runs and get this. Then you have fourth and one, and don't go for it. If right. you're going to run three straight times as a coach, this is Pee Wee High School College. If you're going to run three straight times, you're telling your team that I'm willing to go for it on fourth down on a fourth and one, or I'm not going to run three straight runs. Because and how do you not use like even us? Like, how do you just not use the QB sneak at all? It's like teams know that we're not going to run the quarterback sneak, like, whatsoever. Like, I just don't – I know I said that earlier. I just don't understand it. Um, Jimmy Robinson has a $5 super chat here. He says, everyone keeps blaming Taylor for the play calls. Does Joe not have the liberty to change the plays? I mean, you do, but as a play caller and as a, as a student, you know, like you're trusting your coaches and you're going to call what, you know, he can audible out of stuff, but he's not knowing if he's counting the box pre-snap pre and you only see six, seven in the box and it's a run play call, he has no reason to check out of it. The only time he's going to check out of it is he eight, eight, nine guys in a box and he says, okay, I'm, I'm going to check out of it. Or he's going to come back to the sideline and, and be like, they're going to be like, why did you check out of that? No, nah, I'm with you on that. So... Um, we have the drop or the the overturn chase touchdown there, right? Um, and then the Bengals get a whole other drive um, that takes 13 plays, six minutes and 30 seconds, and results in a missed field goal. I hated um, that from, drive from the Evan McPherson. Rhythm, another one. If you go look at all the the details of that drive. It was one of those long drives that was just barely like they were lucky to get all the way down the field in it. And I never even talked like that. I was just watching all the plays. We were getting mm -hmm. bailed out a couple of different times. I think that might have been a drive with the league wings of base. It was a long drive that had no business going up, but it, they were so out of rhythm. And the 49ers were so like an average defense mm -hmm. that they just got down the field. And I was just like, bro, if they just speed it up and put it in Joe's hands. And that's the name of the theme as we go forward from that point on. Once they start coming back, that's where I'm completely like abandoning the run. Like abandon the run. Put it in Joe's hands. Like Joe said. I don't know what happened to uh, Ace just now, but so we come back to that. We get out of that play. We then go into the next part where uh, – shit, I had it pulled up too. So I'm um, sorry. We go out of that, and then, you know, the, the score starts to – are we going to even up? Either way, let's go into this. We had a chance to go ahead. Like when Joe starts to cook and starts making stuff happen, then the game is all ours. We didn't take it. And I thought the defense did a really good job of making big, big stops and allowing pressures. And I thought down the stretch and when we get into overtime, they just ran out of steam. Um, but, but for the most part, the biggest problem that I had with the game was just Zach Taylor took the football out of Joe's hands. Like, that was the main thing. I know we were going in a chronological order. I, you had went out for a second ace, but I just yep. was uh, just going over. There are going to be some instances as we catch up that, you know, we's just taking the ball out of hand. And I hate the fact – I hate the fact that we come back – and this is another thing that, that I hate about this game too, and I said this on the, on the last game. Joe takes way too many sacks that he shouldn't take. And he loses mm -hmm. a lot of yards on the sacks that he does. 
But mm -hmm. as we're going to see it later on in the next drive or the drive coming up after that, the reason why is because when he starts to scramble and he makes that magic happen, LSU stuff, fourth right. and what was that, fourth and six? Fourth back and six, Jamar Chase, 17 Jamar yard Ch touchdown. Jamar Chase in the back of the end zone. But see, that's not realistic to happen all the time. And Joe's got to learn to throw the football away. And I hate the fact that he keeps on doing that where he's taking really bad sacks. It's one thing to take a sack, but to take sacks and take 15-yard losses and stuff, those that's like rookie stuff. You're on your 21st game, Joe, and Joe played lights out. And it's just like those small mistakes and ability. Like when he get like go watch Tom Brady tonight. When Tom Brady did they win that game? Tom, when Tom Brady goes back, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it, you know, he backs, it takes the snap. If he's about to get sacked, he goes down because losing one or two yards is not a big, it's not a big deal. But when we're right. looking at this game, and you know that you're trying to catch up, bosses of the world are going to eat. I don't care who you play. Yes, Tampa Bay won. So anybody saying that the Bengals aren't going to playoffs, you're you're you seriously lost your mind. We're about to take this division still, even with all that crap. Then they force uh, a punt to the 49ers, a draw that takes two minutes and 40 seconds. Then the Bengals get the ball back um, and end up end up punting after a sack given up uh, by Kavion Williams or whatever that guy's name is. Um, and then they force another punt um, on the 49ers there uh, with the big, a big stop there uh, with uh, George Kittle on – or with Trey Flowers on George Kittle – I'll and then they have the drive where they come back and Joe is just on fire and hits Chase for the 32-yard touchdown, right? Um, major, so major. How about that? How do y'all feel about that? Like, as you're listening to this, I know you're angry right now, right? But what do you feel? You know the feeling that when he hit uh, Jamar Chase in the back of the end zone and you're like, whoa. I went crazy. I don't, I don't believe that, right? Do you, get, all right, do you, uh, you go back in your memory back to that moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know that that's how I feel all day, every day about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and this whole team? So, like, I always feel like they're going to do that. And, you know, to have it happen, I maybe didn't have a crazy reaction. But that's how talented they are. They just have to get up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bro. And this is the other part of the game that I wish you with. Um, because this is when the 49ers get the ball back. Uh, it's a minute and some change left, like maybe a minute and 19. And there is an obvious fumble um, to, to Jennings um, at the Cincinnati 48. Clearly makes the catch. Clearly takes a step, makes a football move. Literally drops the ball right there at the 50-yard line. That's why I have a problem with it, because that was the Bengals' ball. They could get it to McPherson after a couple of plays. Like, that's prime field position. And to sit there and watch them in the last two minutes, because under two minutes, you can't challenge it, right? So Zach calls a timeout to get New York to challenge it, look at it. They don't even review the play. And it's, Hell. like, obvious that this was a fumble. Like, it's not one of those ones where it's like, well, I don't know if he made a football That move. was a big play. The dude makes the catch. And makes a, a step. Right. And literally fumbles the ball and they just act like it just never happened. And I'm just like, bro, that is the game. Like, what are you Bruh. like? What are you doing? And then that's, that's after game. that, after this is what makes it so painful, because after that, Jesse Bates drops game. a interception literally game. the next play. Because so look, scores tied up 2020. Right. And Bates Bates goes to get. Uh, oh, the crunch, yeah, the order of this is so sickening. That is heartbreaking. It's sickening, that's classic. Bro. That's that's the person that's in here right now that's saying, same old Bengals, same old Bengals. First of all, if you say Bungles, you ain't no Bengals fan for real. And I, I won't even have a conversation with you. Like, I don't nice. even know you. You got no kin to me. You ain't who they, you never even, you could never rock this jersey. You could never walk like I walk. So any in the comments, they're like, Zim, you've been a fan to him. Yeah, I live and I breathe this. And if you're not about that, that's cool. But don't act like you. Like, if you say bungles, like, you're not even with me. Anyway, Jesse but Bates or whatever. Two steps in a that, fumble. That's, that's a fumble. Fumble. That's right. a fumble. A hundred times. Because You want to know why that's a fumble? Because say he hits the ground. Say he just anything. They call it a catch. And he and, and, and he did all of those He did all of those elements to make that, a, you know what I'm saying, like a catch. 
the only thing that didn't happen is that he actually fumbled the ball and then we got the ball. And I, I don't know if that was just too much for the rest to handle or whatever. But Jesse right. Bates had so much green in front of him. If Jesse Bates makes that pick, the game is over. Over. And we said that last over. week. Joe Mixon, had he not fumbled the, uh, the football or whatever, game is over. You see, do you see the trend? Like, you know, like it's, it's these, that, that's the that's not Zach. We we got enough time to talk about. We what got Zach enough time. Do. Zach definitely. But, but Jesse Bates, like Zach, can't make Jesse Bates too. catch that football. Jesse right. Bates catch that football, and he's the old pro or he's the Pro Bowl safety that we think that he is. Then the game is over. He catches it, touchdown, house game over. We walk out of PBS and we cheer. I haven't listened to any of the press conferences. Stephen Hoffman has a super chat here for one ninety nine with a question that Zach thought the game ended with a field goal in OT. I don't know. I haven't listened to anything that he has said. I know that it doesn't end in overtime when the first team that gets a possession goes down and gets a field goal. I know myself that it's not over. Now, if we were to go out and not Man, get I that or if they got the ball and then we get a field goal, then that wins it. Um, but uh, they, yeah. they acted like they sure did act like they they, they thought they were going to win the game with a field goal. I didn't hope they? not. Why did he do? Head coach, like, you got to you got to be aware that a field goal doesn't win the game. I have no problem with running the football. Matter, matter of fact, running the football is pretty much like how I feel like we got to seven wins. Honestly, like those. Right. Excuse me, those two games that Mixon just absolutely just tearing the tearing the world apart. Are a big part of how we're in the playoff hunt in itself. So abandoning the run is not what you, we need to do. But his, he doesn't understand the moment right there to call right. that sequence of plays. Like you cannot call that, because because this is a this is another question that I'm gonna ask people too, and I'm gonna ask people in the comments. I would the Ravens had this same opportunity last week and they didn't get it when Lamar Jack. Remember they scored and mm -hmm. they caught up and they could have and he went for the two point conversion to go win the game. Right. Now, it's a minute and 19 seconds left. Now, so I know Zach's probably thinking maybe we get the ball back, and we almost did. Um, but for me, I was thinking at that moment, the momentum was so heavy, I didn't think that they could stop us. T. Higgins has been lighting the world on the fire. world on fire. I just don't even I, – I, I can see no scenario where they don't get that two-point conversion. And I'm not saying that after the fact, but I think we could have won the game right there, 21-20. Would you yeah. did you ever even entertain the thought of going for? Oh two yeah, over? I entertained it because I was like, all right, we gotta go. We're gonna go for two here, right? And I wanted to I'm go like, for it. You know, we're on the delay. Me and you are on the delay. So then I look up at the game center. I'm like, I see the the twenty go up there, and I'm like, really? <laughs> all right, bet okay. Um, but yeah, that definitely crossed my mind too. Like going for the win. Sometimes you just gotta go for it, especially putting that pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, to to try to make a play for them to win the game because then they can't get the three right. They have to get the seven, um, even though they did make a see, nice a nice see, run into see, Bengals territory. I, I want I want to say this though. I want the I want the truth. Um, mm -hmm. You know, from the fans too, because everybody is very quick. This is how I am in my regular walk of life or whatever. Everybody knows everything in hindsight. That's my favorite right. thing that yeah. I tell everybody. Everybody's the smartest person you've ever met in hindsight. Everybody okay. has an answer. So when I asked about the two, I just didn't see people like on Twitter or anything. Like everybody was like overtime, overtime, overtime. And I thought that we should have gone for the two point conversion. So a lot of people in the comments are saying, I know if you're listening to this podcast, like we're, we're doing a live stream. A lot of people say, yeah, you absolutely go for two. But I don't know if those same people mm -hmm. were saying that at the time, because that is a risky, you know, because if you don't get it that is. two. You don't get that too. They're gonna say, "Oh, you should you should have kicked the extra point." <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Instead of the overtime. But I was faced with that same thing on the Ravens. When you get the motive, the momentum like that, I mean, I, I really feel like in my heart of hearts they would have got it. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Michael Lewis has got the one dollar and ninety nine cent super chat. This wouldn't hurt if the Ravens didn't lose. Yeah, and the fact that we knew that the Ravens were gonna lose before the game that just makes it a double whammy. Um, Bob Kid fifty five TV for one ninety nine says that I like that after Jamar had drops we went back to him of course because if Jamar Chase if you don't go to Jamar Chase you're not in the game he he scored two touchdowns he, he really game. he really had three only two ask, touchdowns let me ask you this this is another thing Jamar Chase just finished his press conference he said he thinks that that still was a touchdown 
Did, when yeah. I know when I saw it live, I thought it was a touchdown, and then I saw the replay. I said, I know they aren't going to call it a touchdown, but did you think that that was a touchdown on a deep Jamar Chase? At first, I thought that it was. I said I even said it twice, even when they showed the first replay, and then when they showed it touching the ground, I was like, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. But like I've seen them call plays that were like that touchdowns before, so it's like, well, do we even know what a touchdown is? When we kicked the field goal, I immediately tweeted, hold me, guys. I'm scared. After I talked real tough the whole game, because I knew it was a wrap. But I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but. Nah, you good, bro. I, I just, I just that's that's game. That's there game, were a bro. lot of plays like that. Like, like Kittle, even Kittle was cooking, bro. Like, Kittle, me. Like, this is the other part of it that fans don't understand, too, is that people going to hit you and say, man, they let Kittle just do it. Kittle does that to everybody. everybody. Go look at his stat sheet from last week. Why do you think that fantasy football is predicated on certain guys, you know, like you drafting them high? I know you play fantasy football and you might never seen the 49ers, but hello, there's George Kittle. Like that, that's what he does. So, so sometimes people watch us play and say the defense is trash. Like, nah, bro, like that's George Kittle. Like, you better pay. The only thing that I will say, there was one point that I disagreed with Lou. And I think it was like a third and 13, right? Like the 49ers weren't converting anything on third down. And he brought Jesse Bates up on the blitz. And I was like, bro, why would you do that? Like there, like I felt like that was the only thing that I disagreed with Lou on. I feel like the whole day. And it was what? like, it was like a third down and it the pass ended up going to Kittle and they got the first down. And I was like, bro, why would you run a blitz? against Kittle like I could understand if and I think even with the field position I think they were in our territory and I was like if they don't get that they go for the field goal and that was the only time that I disagreed with Lou on like a call in the game I, I'm um, gonna tell you why I I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I disagree where I disagree with him the most on a on an overtime drive mm-hmm. it was very clear that they were going to go Kittle I take my chances Every one on time. I take my chances one-on-one with all of them outside dudes that hadn't done nothing the whole entire game I just take my chances with it. Uh, the third and five, one at the third and five where Kittle actually makes that, that he throws it real quick. Flowers is in coverage and Von mm-hmm. Bell's over top. Yep. Von he Bell, throws it like towards the bottom. That's the one you're Von, talking about. Von Bell's depth on that play is like 10 yards out. Like, like no, like you're in an emergency situation. This guy is absolutely frying us, cooking right. us to death. Like, yes, I'm paying homage and I'm saying Kittle is that dude. But when, when dudes start to take over a game like that, you better come up and do something. You better not let your pride sit there, Lou, and say, oh, we're going to play our stuff. Like, nah, you out of no. your stuff. You out of your stuff. You Are other up. teams doing that with Uno? No. They're they're like, oh, let's like, put two like, people They're shading coverage. Like, they shade, right. as soon as, like this, is the, this is the beauty of Jamar Chase that people don't see until after the game, too. And I just want to go back to that drink. Jamar Chase drops on third and 12. I hear nothing but that for a whole two quarters, right? The minute that Jamar Chase goes on that deep joint, um, whatever, even though all that underneath stuff, he's he's working, getting five, six yards like that wide receivers don't get. But when he does go deep, immediately the coverage changed, the rushing lanes open up. And it was a beautiful thing. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, as Zach, Zach needs to know, when you come out of halftime, go. Go oh, to him. Go to him. It don't, it don't even got to be Jamar. I keep on saying it could be Higgins. It could be T Higgins. It could be Higgins because T is cooking. Like, go deep. T is wide open because they're saying we're going to go cloud coverage over here to Jamar Chase no matter what. Thanks. And then we're going to get T Higgins open range. We're not going to put ourselves in a one-on-one situation. Joe Burrows is seeing this, this hole in the, in the zone. He's like, line, if you could just block for 2.8 seconds, I'm going to take this deep post, uh, T. Higgins, 20-something yards. I'm going to take it all day, every day. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. And so when you come out and just start running and take the ball out of his hands, I just don't get it. Because the great ones right now, they're going to have to say after this game right now, Zach Taylor going to have to talk to the um, to the team, and he should be saying – I, that, that even if even it's not really a hundred percent on Zach. Zach made mistakes just like Joe made mistakes, just like Jamar made mistakes. Zach needs to come to the team and say, you know what, guys, that's on me. I'm never going to take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands ever again. Ever. When I when I put the ball in Joe's hands when I was in in Jacksonville, when I put it in Joe's hands and I just said, go cook him up, do your thing, get us back. He won the game. Why would I never trust it? Why would I do that again? You took the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. In crucial spots coming out of halftime, you still was running the football. I thought 
a little too much too at much. the end of the Down third. I didn't six. like the pace of it. The pace was so for the Niners. Slow, slow, slow. Kittle over the middle. Maybe get a bit a big play from Debo if I can crack it. Take a deep shot down the field. That's the that was the 49ers plan. And, and the defense did a really good job of stopping it. So now that you know that, you're like, all right, bet. I know what I got, I gotta do. And he as a play caller, he never felt that. It's like it's a rhythm to it that I watch the great ones call. Sometimes you're just in rhythm and everything hits. He had that rhythm at the beginning of the Browns game. He had that rhythm in the middle of the Chargers game. He was killing. Mm-hmm. The middle of the from the second quarter to the third quarter in that Chargers game, Joe Burrow was on fire. The play calling was fire. Most of the play calling from this game was pretty good, but he made some crucial mistakes by saying that I'm going to I have to run the football and I'm always going to run on first down. No, run on run run um, RPOs on first down to give Joe Burrow a chance. He did that at the end of the fourth quarter and I think maybe overtime. But give him a give him a chance to check into a run or do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But he should be passing on first down to keep the defense. The defense is going to be like, whoa, these dudes are gunning. Then you come mm-hmm. with your draws and your RPOs on second down. So then you're setting yourself up. So you, like Willie told us, you're playing like you don't even want a third down. Because what did we learn in that game? I'm not good on third down because I can't block Bosa long enough. I don't have the tools to make to keep Bosa from crashing this game. And every single time I had gotten a long third down Drive. Remember, it was four four minutes and some change left, and they were mm-hmm. only down seven. And, and then Joe got sat on a third and five, uh, taking a real bad sack because they couldn't do nothing with Bosa. Then on that last drive, they drive all the way down the field and everything like that, and and they do what they got to do. And that was just all will because Joe threw some of the craziest throws you will ever, ever see. see. That Tyler Boy joint on That's... that Tyler Boy throw on the sideline is a thing was of beauty. The, the people that are in here right now, I'm talking to the people that say they're not going to go to the, they're not going to go to the playoffs. Go watch that play to Tyler Boyd on the sideline. Like that's all you need to see. Bro, there, there, I, are team, there are some teams that can do that, and there's some teams that cannot. And right. we are one of those teams, bro. We are that seven and six. It. Lamar Jackson has an ankle injury. The Browns, we do need to take care of business. The Chiefs' offense is now humming, like I told y'all they would. And right. I said the 49ers and the Chiefs, but there are winnable games. The Broncos game is super winnable to me just looking ahead, and it's some games that they can win. But if they make mistakes, they will lose every time. It, right. we're, we're proving it every week. I, I do. Like, I'm not putting the, the full blame on Zach. I did not like the game plan. Like, the situational right. side of things when you're down 17-6, to six, running the ball um, against a team like the 49ers that really just wants to run the ball and run the clock out on you. Um, I was I was kind of upset about and then the fact that we didn't take advantage of them not like you said earlier the corners are out like you got a rookie out there making mistakes on the 49ers that literally was bailing us out in a bunch of situations and then you had T it seemed like that left side post was open all game and it's like they just weren't dialing it up at the right times and it's like they thought that they couldn't hit it I want to take this time it was like you gotta you gotta like you said bro with Joe Burrow, I feel like this. Zach Taylor tried to kind of put the handcuffs on Joe Burrow because he's yep. had some games where he's committed turnovers. But the one thing I think was super important in this game is that Joe got into that situation once again. And I can't recall the exact drive, but nobody was open. And Joe just was like, all right, I'm going to just throw it away. Like when he showed me that, you got to give him the leeway to at least make the decisions because this is the game where Joe Burrow doesn't have a turnover, right? right? But you lose the game because you didn't trust number nine to get it done right. in several key instances. And so it's like, what's the point of drafting Joe Burrow if you're not going to let him cook and you're not going to open up the Migos in these situations with the game Joe, on the line? Joe Burrow got to be the highest rated quarterback. Coming into this game, he was the highest rated PFF quarterback. His stat line for this game is 25 for 25 for 34, 348 yards. And we ain't even talking about the touchdown that he did throw to Jamar Chase. So for two weeks straight, so you know the Jamar Chase touchdown that could have been last week where he bobbles and gives it to the other team or whatever. Two like that was the only difference for him not throwing for 380, almost 400 yards last week. Two weeks straight, Joe Burrow throws for damn near 400 yards. And you know what's so crazy? We're saying. He's got to be more aggressive, <laughs> but I mean, like he did, he aired it out. But it's it's the timing of it. It's the timing. We, we, it's we the need situation. to run the football, but you know, like I, I gotta I gotta end this soon. But um, right. 
Not it's, when the ti- it's, it's, it's the timing of it, bro. It's the timing yeah. of it. it you yeah. have to run the football, but it's the timing of it, and he doesn't have a feel for the game sometimes. Sometimes right. the script, he's on point. But as he got into this game, coming out of halftime, big mistake. Going into uh, overtime, I mean, that drive on overtime, they get a field goal. I honestly was looking at them like, y'all want to go for this on fourth down? Because I really felt like if you kick the field goal, game's over, I feel like they're going to lose. I really right. feel like I feel like even when even when they didn't get it, they should have just went for it on fourth down and right. say they didn't get it. Then put the it's the same thing. What's right. the difference? You gotta you gotta you gotta pass bro? in those situations. You what's gotta pass difference? in those but, situations. But tell me, what's the difference? Say you don't get it and you on like the ten yard line, you still gotta make them drive the whole entire football whole field, field to go kick a field goal. It's really the same thing. I think you go for it right there and go win it. And let's say you didn't do it. The play calling that led you to that with the runs, Zach was so far off base. You took that ball out of his hands, and Joe was cooking. We ain't talking about no pinky. We ain't talking about nothing. Anybody Remember, I come out of here, and I be talking about Joe Burrow interceptions. No Joe right. Burrow interceptions. No Burrow interceptions. No fumbles. We, no we got we got sacked five times. I'm pretty sure everybody on Facebook land and Twitter land is going to say, Zim, they can't block. We sacked them five times with no Trey Hendrickson. Right, like this is the National Football League quarterbacks that want to make plays. This is how they go. They improvise like Joe Burrow, and they take three sacks or so that they shouldn't. I felt like Jimmy G's five sacks were legit. He had nowhere to go. Pressure in his face, boom. You know, and this is what we're always going to get. I think Joe Burrow's always going to be at the top of the league in sacks. Like I just really feel like that. Even yeah. though I felt like the line didn't do enough for him on third down today, and he nah, still cooked. He still was cooking. Robert Eskridge with the 499 Super Chat says we have to pass to set up the run. No reason our playmakers uh, aren't getting the ball throughout the game. We couldn't run the ball at all. Uh, Herman, I cannot say your last name, my guy, but he says that we got the talent to be anyone. We be beating ourselves. I, I have to agree with you on that um, in some situations with the turnovers. Rowdy, every lap, $5, says shout out to T. Higgins, three straight 100-yard receiving performances. Averaging eighteen point three yards per catch. During you know that what stretch. I, you, you know what I don't like is people in the comments and people online saying uh, T Higgins is the number one wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That that might very well be true. But let me tell y'all how special this trio of wide receivers is. I might go my my whole lifetime and never see three wide receivers that could potentially be a number one for any team. If you put Tyler Boyd on the Browns, he'd be the number one team. He'd be the number one wide receiver, right? But right. this is a special part of my life. And I hate the fact that so many people, their first energy is always to try to put these guys Hit against these each other. guys against each other. We're a we don't team. Need We're a team. They're called the Migos. Ace created the shirt, the Migos and stuff, because we are a team. We have right. three number ones. We don't have right. to ever battle about who should be Who's the number, number one, one or anything. Exactly. Because we all trying to win games. Y'all lost in the sauce. Like, we're trying to get all three of these guys to a 1,000 yards. There is right. never going to be who's better. Da, da, da. It's whoever's open. And Joe right. Burrow going to make it happen. When Facts. y'all come with that energy, it translates. These people's family read this stuff. Everybody reads this stuff. The players follow everything that I put on Instagram. Everybody sees this stuff. And the fans sitting at home think that they have no power in this stuff. How do y'all think I ended up at Paul Brown Stadium? How do you think that I ended up? At the jersey reveal, how do you think that I ended up meeting T. T Higgins and Jamar Chase in these pictures? And how do y'all think y'all even know me? Because I kept my eyes on the prize and that's winning. And when you want to win, people identify with that and they want to get with winners. As long as you talk about losing and trying to compete against wide receivers on the same team. I'm out here talking. I'm talking my ops telling them how T. Higgins is better than Claypool. I'm not talking about T. Higgins is matching up with Jamar Chase. Right. I'm trying to win games. What are you doing? What, are you, what are, what's your agenda? Everybody talking about everything other than winning. And that, that really frustrates me because the only way that we're going to win is to believe as fans. Pittsburgh fans, are tra- their team is trash as hell. But they never think that they're going to lose a football game. If we play right. the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow, they're never going to think that they're going to lose. Right. Do you understand that? Do you know how powerful that is? That Thanks. translates to their players. And the older people that seen the Bengals for 30, 40 years, they're like, ah, get this young dude out of here, whatever. But I ain't get here from nothing. I didn't create all of this stuff. Me and Ace ain't get here from just being negative as is, is H-E-double-E hockey sticks or whatever. Like, we right. believe in these players, and we're calling people out. Darius Phillips had a bad game. 
terrible game. He should never go on punt returns ever again. Jamar Chase dropping the football super unacceptable, and you better go to him again. We do, Zachary, we're never going to have you come out there and take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands again or we all over you. So don't right. don't sit there and try to say that we're super positive or something like that. Nah, no, we're, not. We're, we're winners and we're trying to win. We're trying to win. And I don't know where this positive stuff came from, because when we first started this podcast, we were the first ones talking about Tank week four. And y'all said that we weren't fans. We're not some positive blowing bingo stripes up your you know what podcast. We keep it exactly 100. We say how we feel. And we're going to call anybody out. It doesn't matter what relationships we have or anything. We don't have something where there's a filter on us or anything like that. So don't get it twisted. And nobody is safe, right? Right, Zim? Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. Not on not on our watch. We out here to we're out here to try to win football games. Our families are all invested in this. Everybody's invested into this. How could I sit around and be negative about something that I truly love? Who do you love? You know, like, you know, like, what do you do this for? Like, what are you, why are you saying you're a Bengals fan and you rooting against us and telling us that we ain't going to go to the playoffs? Why would we not go to the playoffs? Right. Like, you think I ain't about to take the Ravens out? I crushed them the first time. I'm about to smoke them again. You know what I'm saying? When I go to see the Broncos, they can't put up points with me. Chiefs. Right. That's two wins right there. They can put up seven right now. That could be two wins right there, especially if the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson, especially if we go. To the mile high. This season is not over. Just like them games Man, aren't over. It. It's a frustrating loss. We all are frustrated, but this isn't the time to give up. Like, right. why would you do that in the middle of the season? Right. That's what makes people look at our fan base and be like, you're fair weather or something like that. But me and them, we die hard. So if you want that fair weather stuff, you right. can go and be a Browns fan. You can go and be a Steelers fan or a Ravens fan. But in Houday Nation, we're not dealing with the fair weather stuff anymore. So y'all better be at them games. And we're not saying that. The Bengals aren't paying us to say this. If I was there right. in the natty, if Zim was there in the natty, we would be in them stands. You best right. believe that. There's and no cap in that at w- whatsoever at all. But um, we yeah. got to bring this to an end. We got to get some things done with the family and everything. Before we get out of here, please be sure to stop by Midwest Best Barbecue. Check yes, them sir. out. Get the wings. They got all kind of stuff going on. If you're looking to cook Christmas dinner and you don't want to do it yourself and you want to take the credit for some great food, go and see my man Tim at Midwest Best Barbecue. Tell him Ace and Zim sent you 669 Justice Court over in Loveland, Ohio. Check them out. Uh, we'll be back with you guys, obviously. Next week, to preview the next game, we got the Denver game. I appreciate all the Super Chats. We're not going to be able to get to all of them. Um, But as usual, we're going to end this with a... Yes. Sersky. <laughs> Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never be 